just being a Christian, uh, preaching the gospel. He's appealed his case, his charges to Caesar. He's being brought, uh, being sent to Rome to plead his case, where you're familiar with the story, he'll soon be beheaded uh, simply because of his faith. And while he's in route, you know the story, while he's in route, he uh, encounters a storm. There's 276 others on that ship with them, and uh, they encounter a storm. I want us to look in verse number 9 of Acts chip, uh, chapter 27, and I'll begin reading in verse number 9. Acts 27, verse number 9. The Bible says, Now when much time was spent, and when sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them, and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with much hurt and much damage, not only of the lading of the ship, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master of the, and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. And because the haven was not commodious to winter in, the more part advised to depart thence also, if by any means they might attain to Phoenice and there to winter, which is in a haven of Crete, and life towards the southwest and northwest. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, loosing thence they sailed close by Crete. But not long after there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Eurachlodon. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up in the wind, we let her drive. And running under a certain island, which is called Clauda, we had much work to come by the boat, which when they had taken up, they used helps undergirding the ship and fearing lest they should fall in the quicksand, struck sail, and so were driven. And were being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. And the third day we cast, our, uh, cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me, and not have loosed from Crete, and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, that it shall be even as it was told me. Albeit we must be cast upon a certain island, but when the fourteenth night was come, and as we were driven up and down uh, in Adria about midnight, the shipmen deemed that they were near to some country. I want us to look, if you will, in chapter 28, just for the sake of time, and I want to pick up my reading in verse number 1. And when they were escaped, then they knew that the island were called Melita. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received it every one because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when, the, and when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. 
And when the barbarians saw that the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom though they escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffer not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Howbeit they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their mind. <laughs> They're Baptists. Amen. Amen. And said that he was a god. In the same quarter were possessions of the chief man of the island, whose name was Publius, who received us and lodged us three days courteously. And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and of a bloody flux, to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, others also which had diseases in the island came and were healed, who also honored us with many honors. And when we departed, they laded us with such things as were necessary. And I'll leave off reading there. I want you to do one thing for me. There's nobody in here that's not heard this uh, text read time and time again. Uh, it's my prayer that we won't let the familiarity of a good text like this rob us of some truths that God has for us during this hour. Amen. Amen. I want you to notice it's got so bad in verse 18. I want to back up to these men on the ship. And in verse 18, they're being exceedingly tossed with a tempest. It's got so bad, no, no sun, no stars, no moon. There's no way to navigate the ship that they're in. It's got so bad that in verse uh, number 20, all hope that they should be saved was then taken away. They looked around and they come to the conclusion that there was no way that's going to get out of this thing alive. Amen. Amen. I want you to notice the ship was taking water. It's coming apart around them. There's nothing to hold on to. And I don't know about you, but if you'll let me for a minute, don't that sound like the nation we're living in tonight? It doesn't matter where you look. It seems like the nation that us gray-headed folks rose up in that we've loved and we fought for and we stand for, that nation is gone. And let me say, she ain't coming back. Amen. She's not coming back. It looks, the politicians have sold us out. Amen. It don't matter where you look. Record-breaking inflation. Amen. Amen. Crime is at an all-time high. And, and in fact, a lot of churches are struggling in these last days. And in my 25 years of pastoring the same church, I have never seen a time when the devil has turned up the heat and fighting more of precious God's people than he is right now while I'm preaching tonight. The devil has declared war on the people of God. Amen. And if we'd be honest tonight, marriages seem some hanging on by a thread. There's, there's more health issues going on. There's more things that we need to pray about that's going on in our churches now with health issues. And, and uh, I believe, listen to me, I want to preach if God will help me for a few minutes on how to stay together when everything around you is coming apart. How to, how to stay together, how to keep on going. I believe that's what God would have us to do. Amen. Amen. I could get ahead of myself up here real quick tonight. Let me give you some things. I think though it seems like that things are bad, things are coming along, just coming apart around us, I think we can glean some things from this text tonight that will help us where we're living. 
First of all, in verse number 8, listen to me. Would you promise me if God spoke to your heart tonight, you'd take these things to heart, let the Word of God find a lodging place in our heart? You know what I'd do if things were coming apart around me? First of all, in verse number 8, I'd stay in the place that God's got you. Amen. Amen. God, in verse number 8, had him in a place to winter in called Fair Havens. The word fair means pleasant. It means good. It means a calm place. Uh, the word haven means a place of safety, means a place of refuge. God had him in exactly the place that he wanted him to be. God knew what was coming. God knew the storm was coming. And God had them where they needed to be. But when the devil turns up the heat and things get to be, there's uncertainty all around us and and everything's going on around us and we feel like everything's coming apart, it's then that the flesh and the devil will want you to uproot and go somewhere else. My advice to you tonight is stay in the place that God's got you. Amen. Before you was ever born, God knew the church he was going to put you in. I've never seen a mature Christian that was a church hopper. Amen. Get somewhere. Get involved. Be accountable and live for God until Jesus comes. Amen. Amen. Just get all the way in. A lot of times people want to fall and they want to mess up and they feel like if I could just go somewhere else and get a new start. You, you need to succeed and get right in the same place you failed. Amen? In the place that you ruined your testimony, you need to get your testimony back. Stay in the place that God puts you. Amen. Listen to me, feelings and emotions, you know, they were, they were talking about how they felt and it seemed like they weren't in a good place to winter there. Their feelings, their emotions. Did you know your feelings and emotions is the most unstable thing about you? They change more than the weather. Amen. I say get in the place God puts you. Be faithful. Get behind your man of God and stay till Jesus comes. Amen. I guarantee you there's a church hopper in here. There's too many people not to be. Amen. I'm saying settle down, get somewhere, and just be faithful till Jesus comes. Amen. 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 Stay where God puts you. I'm a local church man. Amen. An enemy of your church is an enemy of you. Amen. Amen. I know it don't happen down here, but folks will leave up there where I'm at and they'll get on the internet and they'll want to have a parable or a prayer request. Amen. Praying for the place that they used to be and they wouldn't dare name it. They got liberty now. They can, they're out from under the bondage. Listen, God never has told nobody to do that. Amen. That's of the devil and I don't care who does it. It's always of the devil. God help us not to be so low down that we get on social media and run down the church. I learned a long time ago, keep your mouth off of the church. Amen. That's God's purchased possession. It would do you well to leave the church alone. There's a lot of letter writing in these last days. People leaving, getting on social media, writing letters to everybody. Hey, that's of the devil. Amen. That's of the devil. Amen. And most of the time it's a woman. Now I know you're surprised at that. Amen. Amen. Stay in the place God's got you. It don't matter if, if every one of your cookout buddies leave, if every one of your vacation buddies leave, stay right where God puts you. 
Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hunker down. Hey, I got to hurry. Listen to me. Stay in the place God's got you. Number two, stick with the preacher that God give you. Amen. Look in verse number nine. Paul admonished them. That means to advise. That means to encourage. There's 276 people on that ship, and not one of them knew the will of God for, the, what, for them to do except one. Amen. There was one person in that whole crowd that could admonish them, and it was the preacher that God gave them. I wrote this down just a few minutes ago. They was popular people on there, the ship's owner, professional people, the ship's captain, the soldiers, plenty of prisoners, 250 plus. There was a practicing physician on there. Luke was. There was some more preaching preachers on there. Luke and, and uh, Aristarchus was on there. Amen. There's other preachers around, but they wasn't one. Amen. That was the preacher that God gave them. Amen. You stick with your preacher. Love your preacher. Amen. Amen. I'd be ashamed. Listen to me. Between you and failure is a man of God that'll get full of God, get a word from God, and preach to you on Sunday night, Wednesday night, and Sunday morning. Between your children and failure, friend, is a man of God. Amen. Between you and adultery, sir. Amen. Between you, ma'am, and somebody flirting with you on the job, get going off, running somebody off into social media, into, into filth and adultery, between you and messing up your life is the man of God God give you. Amen. I make no apologies about it. I stand with the man of God. I stand with the pastor. Amen, 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 hallelujah. I stand with the preacher, amen. When it comes to facing storms and the world coming at us from every direction and the devil turning up the heat, the most important person in your life outside of the person of the Lord Jesus Christ is the man of God that God gives you. Amen. How many of you will raise your hand and say, how many times have you come in that back door? Boy, you was a crawling. You didn't feel like getting there. You didn't have no answers for all the things going on in your life. You did, it felt like everything was coming apart around you. And a man of God took the word of God. And, and God just led you up out of that mess. He just led you up. Amen. Just led you to higher ground. That's the man that God gives you. I say stay with the man of God that God give you. Amen. He's not perfect. Amen. He don't walk on water, but he is the man of God that God give you. Mark 14. Mark 14. Jesus said to his disciples, he said, you go into town. He said, there's going to be a man. He said, when you find that man, he's going to be bearing a pitcher of water. Amen. He said, I want you to follow that man with the water. Listen to me, that man that in the midnight hour had been down by the well drawing up water, amen, drawing up water to keep you from drying up, amen, amen, keep water from you from drying, I mean giving water your thirsty soul is the man of God that God give you. Everybody in Mark 14 that got to go to the upper room, got to go to higher ground, amen, that got to feast with Jesus. Amen. It got to have communion with Jesus. They had to walk. They had to follow the man with the water. And it wasn't none of your business where he got the water from. Amen. 
Amen. It ain't none of your business where God, where, where the man of God got the water. Amen. Amen. You stick with your preacher. Amen. Anybody that gives you a parable about your preacher is of the devil. Amen. 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 I don't care if it's a prayer request. I don't care if they throw you a paper airplane. They're of the devil, friend. 20 years ago, 2001, we had a fellow in our church. He come in, got close to the, to the babes in Christ, got always close to them young people. And he took about 30 of our people. Right before my eyes, I could, he, he was having dinner for them in, the, in his house. Amen. Bringing them down, doing a Bible study. You better watch them home Bible studies. Amen. Amen. You better watch them home Bible studies. And before I knew it, 20 of the young little lambs that God had saved under the ministry where he put me, where I was preaching, I led them to the Lord. He took them out of there. It was of the devil 20 years ago, and it's of the devil tonight. Amen. It's of the devil. Amen. It's of the devil. And if you don't believe that, then don't shake my hand after service. It's of the devil. Amen. It's of the devil. Amen. About, about five years after that, out of that whole crowd that left, about all, every one of them is in eternity tonight. I'm telling you, the worst thing you ever do is put your hand on the church. Amen. Amen. You better leave the man of God alone. Amen. I appreciate the man of God. I, hey, I am, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a local church man. I'm, I'm, I'm for the preacher. If he says stop right now, I don't question it. Amen. 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 I believe you ought to go to your pastor before you do anything. Before you use anybody in the church, you ought to go to the pastor. He's the overseer. Amen. He knows more than you. God will show him more than he will you. Amen. He's the leader of the church. God has always used a man. Amen. When he brought millions of people out of Egypt, he used a man. God could have done it any way he wanted to, but he used a man. Amen. When he wanted to take them across Jordan, he raised up Joshua. He used a man. Amen. When God wanted to make seven churches in Asia Minor, he used a man. Amen. He used a man. Listen to me. You may not believe this, but God has always blessed a man where he's at. What you need to do is get in where it looks like God's a blessing somebody and stay till Jesus comes. Amen. Hey, some, of, some of you looking like you don't know if you believe that. But I know I'm right. Stick with the man of God that God give you. Amen. Hey, hey, a lot of our young people several years ago, probably 15, 18 years ago, our young people, we was going through stuff and folks were leaving, but there was a crowd that give the preacher the benefit of the doubt. They stood with the preacher. And tonight I'm getting to pastor some of the most godly young people that you could ever want praying for you because mamas and daddies stood with the preacher. There's blessings down the road for standing with your preacher. Amen. I don't even, I don't want to even get off of that. Amen. That's in my soul, friend. Stick with the man of God. Listen, let me hurry. Stay in the place God's got you. Stick with the preacher that God gave you. And then stand on the promises that God gave us. Notice in verse 22, he said, There'll be no loss of any man's life. 
and verse 24, everybody, he says, is going to make it through. Verse 26, he says, we must be cast upon a certain island. Now, that's a certain island, not just any island. Amen. There's some promises there, but number one, we're going to make it. If we're going to apply all this to where we're living tonight, then we might as well apply that. With, with the wind, had done blew them off course over 500 miles. They don't know where they're going. They're in the dark with no way to navigate. The ship's coming apart. All they had was the word of God. And that was enough. Amen. Amen. They stood on what God said and got where they was going. Amen. I know it's bad. I, I know it's bad. And I'm, I'm afraid it's going to get worse. Amen. But I also know what God said. Amen. I done read the end of the story. Amen. If God be for us, who can be against us? We going to the other side. Amen. They ain't, listen to me, God has always had a remnant. God has always been faithful. We're not on the winning side. We're on the side, praise God, that's already won. Amen. We ought to lift our head up. God chose us in this generation. God knew what was coming. God chose us to walk during these days. Hip, hip, hooray for the promises of the word of God. Amen. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 3, Paul tells us exactly how it's going to be in the last day. Uh, he says evil men and seducers are going to wax worse and worse. Do you know what he said? You know what Paul said to do in the worst time that we would ever live? He said, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures. He says when, there's no, when, when men are unthankful, they're unholy, they're, there's no natural affection, amen, when they're traitors and, they're, and they're, they're false accusers, he said, you stick with the word of God. You, hey, listen to me. It do us good. Get that Bible out. Amen. It do us good to quit talking about reading it and reading it every now and again. You find out it's not quite as bad as everybody says it is. Amen. Amen. It's the same scripture says that the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with a voice from an archangel. It can't help but happen. It can't help but happen. Listen to this. The trump of God of the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. It can't help but happen. can't help but happen. We're there, friend. We're, we're as far as God's concerned, we're already seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And they ain't not one thing the devil can do about it. If you are saved tonight, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. There's victory. I got to hurry. There's victory in Jesus. Amen. You can't have Jesus and not have victory. Hey, here's my thought real quick. Three things to remember when it looks like everything in your life is coming apart around you. First of all, in chapter 28, I want you to notice that the master had a plan. The whole time, though it was dark, stormy, fearful, hopeless, they're on their way. They're headed to a certain island. Amen. Melita. I dare you to look it up. It means a sweet place. One writer said they were well known for their production of honey. Now, isn't that just like God? Everything's coming apart around them. They don't think they're going to make it through the night. And the whole time God sees where they're going. 
Amen. God's got them going to the sweetest place they've ever been. Amen. Don't give up just yet. There's no telling where God's going to let your storm end you up at. Amen. 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 It might be rough now, but you might be going to a sweet place. Moses killed the Egyptian pretty bad. Run. Had to run in fear, uncertainty. But it was kind of sweet when God spoke to him out of that burning bush. Amen. Daniel faced the lion's den. Fearful. Almost looks kind of hopeless. But it was sweet when God closed the mouth of them lions. Amen. And the government of Babylon had to promote him and God used him. It was a sweet time. Amen. Amen. John on the Isle of Patmos, it was a rough time when he was suffering alone on the Isle of Patmos. But it was a sweet time when he got in the spirit on the Lord's day. Amen. And Jesus come walking up behind him. It was a pretty bad time when that, that certain man left uh, Jerusalem and went down to Jericho and was stripped of everything he had. Lost. Hey, everything he had at that time, he lost. Amen. Fell among thieves. That was a bad time, but it was a sweet time. Amen. When that certain, when that certain Samaritan amen, went where he was, poured in oil and wine, picked him up. Amen. Put him on his own beast. Amen. He's going on the expense of another. Amen. He didn't know. He thought it was bad, but he was headed to a sweet place. I'm just saying, don't give up. I wonder, does God have a plan for what you're going through? They was, the master had a plan, but there was some minds that needed to be persuaded. Remember that when things are coming apart around you. He, they're, in, they're in barbaric land. Every one of them, they're lost. They'll never hear the gospel outside of Paul, Aristarchus, and Luke going through a storm and God using that storm to get them there to them lost people. I just, listen to me. I wish, I just wonder, is your storm and what you're going through and that tragedy that I heard talked about here last night, I just wonder, has God got you in a place where it looks like things are coming apart around you, but, but where he's going to end you up is letting you be able to give the gospel to somebody that's lost. I, I'm not, listen, I'm not as interested in where you're at now, suffering and it's bad, as where you're going to be when God gets done with it. Amen, amen. Master had a plan. There was some minds that needed to be persuaded. There was some miracles that needed to be performed. I want you to look in Acts 2 and verse 8. And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and of a bloody flux, to whom Paul entered in, prayed, laid his hands on him, and healed him. That sounds like a miracle there. So when this was done, others also which had diseases in the island came and were healed. There's some miracles. There's some miracles. In other words, if I got that right, Brother Bailey, the Lord put them fellas through a tragedy, through a trial. I don't know about you, but that was some dark, long nights. I mean, they're throwing things they need out of their life. They're trying, they're, they're in the survival mode. Amen. And, and all that suffering that they went through, God had, had it planned the whole time to get them to a place where he could do some miracles right in front of them. Amen. I'm just, listen to me. I, I'm wondering where you're headed in the mess you're in. I'm, you know, what, you're, what these men were going through wasn't even about them. It wasn't even about them. What they were going through was about somebody else that they didn't even know. All the suffering, all the pain, all the uncertainty that they went through was about somebody else. Amen. 
I'm just wondering who it is somewhere you don't even know where they're at. Hey, don't quit. That, what you're going through might be about a grandbaby. What you're going through might be about somebody you love, been praying for. Amen. Hey, God, listen to me. God's got a plan with what you're going through. If you're saved, they don't, nothing just happened to you by accident. Amen. If we knew what God had planned for what we're facing in life, we'd all get in this altar tonight and thank God for the trials and the storms and the suffering. So preacher, you don't know, you don't have no idea what I'm facing and what I'm in. No, I don't. But you don't know, have no idea what God's got planned for you right down the road. Amen. Amen. Hey, don't quit just yet. A lot of people throw in the towel. It is tough times. It's tough, but I give you my word before God. The Lord's faithful. Romans 8, 28 still in the Bible. Amen. Why don't you quit telling everybody else about Romans 28 and apply it to your life? It's still right, ain't it? Amen. Thank you, preacher. God bless you.